0: Had me a blast. Summer loving happened so far. Oh, oh, this thing is recording. Super embarrassing. I'm so sorry, guys. Welcome to a new episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. I guess I'm just in the summer kind of vibe, right? So much good stuff happening. The weather's hot. You know, swimming pools are abound. Music is alive. In every corner of this beautiful country and the world. Nashville. Music City is buzzing, everyone's touring, it's a great time, it's a great time. And we have another special episode where we spotlight two other unique musical gems as far as festivals are concerned in the United States, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, we have one called you, one for you called Rooster Walk. Rooster Walk Music Festival, guys, and it takes place, actually Rooster Walk Music and Arts Festival, and it's a four-day music event taking place in Martinsville, Virginia this Memorial Day from May 26th to May 29th, and you can buy tickets at roosterwalk.com, and we have today the um, Johnny Buck, the festival organizer and president of the organization, telling us the unique story of this festival, which is beautiful, guys, by the way. It involves, uh, it was made in honor of a couple of um, of, uh, of friends, from their high school in Martinsville, Virginia. Um, Edwin and Walker were their names um, that they passed. Edwin was uh, Edwin Penn, they called him the Rooster and Walker Shank. So they passed, they loved music and the friends honored them by creating this music festival that is now uh, going on strong for many years, guys. And the lineup is beautiful. It's family friendly festival. It includes Grace Potter, uh, Little Feet Let Us, our friends of Moon Taxi. Uh, And the Fresco and the UN, the Warren Treaty. It's just a really great family experience. We will, uh, knock on wood, be there covering it May 26th, 29th. It's a beautiful thing, guys. Very affordable, family-friendly. And if you don't have plans for that long weekend, this is a beautiful thing to do. In Martinsville, Virginia, Pop's Farm. uh, So that is definitely one of them, guys. The other one is a new friend we made uh, called Stephanie Monroe. And she's one of the most inspiring women. That we have found, guys. I mean, what what a person, what a what a human. We met her through our mutual friend Maggie Rose. And uh, music for the mind is called the, the festival, and it is intended to provide love offerings for families that have been through traumatic events or suffer from mental illness, in the hopes of raising awareness about it. So that's how the family was uh, the uh, the festival was founded. It came out of tragedy, and this is you know one of the first events, but it takes place in a beautiful, beautiful area just outside of St. Louis in a wonderful lake. Uh, You can find more info at musicforthemind.co without the M, guys. But um, the lineup is wonderful. It's August 19th through the 20th. It's like a music and camping festival. Um, It features Maggie King, our buddies at Lady Couch. And the tickets are also super affordable. This one is basically in St. Louis. It's like a few miles off St. Louis, but it's in St. Louis. So we welcome Stephanie to talk to us about it. And listen, you guys are sick of hearing me, so let's get on with it. Let's talk uh, with um, Stephanie Monroe and Johnny Buck about these wonderful festivals. How are you? Johnny Buck.
1: Yes, How sir? are you? Doing well. How are
0: you? Good, good. Where are you coming to us from, Johnny?
1: I'm coming to you from my home in uh, Paul, North Carolina. And uh, when we're done here, I'll be driving up to the festival site to do... Uh, few days of work, and putting on a one-night concert on uh, Saturday.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it, Johnny Buck. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, the Executive Director at the Rooster Walk Music and Arts Festival, taking place May 26th to the 29th in uh, Martinsville, Virginia. Uh, Fascinating music festival, and you're also a great entrepreneur, as, as people have already found out. So welcome to the show, Johnny.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure
0: to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Johnny, first of all, I have to ask you, I mean, you are a UNC guy, right? You're a Chapel yeah, Hill grad? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So I have to ask about this, this season of basketball that just ended here. I know you all did not win the title. You felt just short. But with everything else that happened, I mean, you beat Duke in, in Coach K's last game in Duke, and then you also beat Duke in the Final Four. I mean, where do you rank this uh, amongst, like, you know, the seasons that you've enjoyed as a UNC fan?
1: It's probably got to be the best season, well, the most enjoyable season ever that didn't end in a national title. Right.
0: Because I feel like it's almost, it may be even better than a national title with everything, you know?
1: Well, you know, 20 (laughs) years from now, there'll be banners hanging in the Dean Dome rafters that show the teams that won a national title. And you'll remember those just by glancing up or on TV when they show it. So that's a, that's a tough hurdle to, to pass. But I mean, considering where that team was in February, um, literally not sure if they'd even make the the NCAA tournament and all of the uncertainty with the first year coach who had never yeah. been a head coach. Yeah. So the question was, you know, we know he's a great guy. We know he went to Carolina and he played in the NBA for 10 years, 12 years, but can he actually coach? Mm. Nobody really knew that. And in February, the jury was still out for sure on can he actually coach but um at least for one year that has certainly been laid to rest because he coached his butt off the last <laughs> yeah. uh, six weeks or so and really found a way to make that team into uh, a squad that could beat um, some of the nation's elite whereas in january and february they couldn't even beat you know wake forest and virginia tech
0: wow yeah i mean absolutely i mean we'll pivot now to the to the festival but yeah i have some duke friends but i will say that it was pretty enjoyable ride for all those outsiders you know seeing you guys do that to the blue devil family there but
1: anyway i will say that's that's (laughs) one of the neat things about the way the year finished as a carolina fan you know we're normally um there are lots of basketball fans who the they go by abc anybody but carolina and so normally, if, if it's not a Carolina fan, they're not rooting for you. Right. So it's kind of us against the world. And, uh, and that's okay because, you know, Carolina um, has won a bunch of games and, and has kind of earned that uh, status of being the hated. But uh, when we were playing Duke in Coach K's last game at home and then we were playing them in the Final Four, for the first time in, in my lifetime, seemed like everybody who wasn't a Duke fan was rooting for Carolina. And uh, so it was great to have, even just for one game, it was great to have uh, the nation's college basketball fans join the bandwagon.
0: Absolutely, Johnny. And last year, in um, you, you had kind of like a scaled-down version of Rooster Walk, kind of like, you know, after everything that happened, stepping back into the fray. Uh, how, how do you go? How, how did it look back on it? I think you had like a couple thousand people,
1: um, you,
0: you know, but I think it was pretty successful overall, right? It was.
1: And it was, um, you know, like everybody, uh, whether you're in the industry or just trying to live your life um, and, uh, and navigate COVID, it was extremely, um, extremely difficult to know what to do. You know, with, with music festivals, you got to start planning them so early. We started really planning Rooster Walk Reunion, which took place in October. We started really planning that at the beginning of January. And at that time, we had no idea, you know, how COVID would evolve. Would it be uh, much better than it was in January? Would it be much worse? Would the state of Virginia allow outdoor events to happen in October? Or would they have removed all restrictions and say it's back to normal? So um, with all those unknowns, we knew we wanted to do something. We wanted to do a festival in uh, 2021 and we felt like the odds uh, were much better that it would, we would be allowed to do it. It would be safe to do it in the fall compared to our normal May date. Right. So we decided to not do the full rooster walk in May last year and uh, decided to kind of take some calculated risks, plan an intentionally scaled down festival where, you know, if 1500 or 2000 people come, we can pay all the bills. Uh, we can get uh, the fans and the volunteers and the musicians who've been a big part of Rooster Walk uh, back to Pop's Farm in Axton, Virginia. And um, it wound up being a big success. The one thing that we weren't really expecting was, you know, we had never had a festival in the fall at that mm-hmm. site. And so the feedback from the fans saying how much they loved being at the venue that time of year, it a little cooler when the yeah. leaves are changing. Right. Um, so now, definitely, some some public uh, demand for a fall event uh, yeah. going forward. I hear that. I hear that
0: for sure. And before we pivot to this year's version, which is phenomenal. Um, I actually just saw Grace Potter a couple of days ago here and actually She blew me away. But, but let me ask you about the history of the festival, Johnny, because I mean, it is it's the most beautiful thing. And 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 if you don't mind, you know, obviously you say this every other day. But for my audience, I mean you know you had a couple of friends right you guys all went to like the same high school martinsville high school
1: that's right so martinsville is a very small town it's yeah. one of those our graduating class of uh, in 2000 was uh, about 130 people right so it's a town where your friends in first grade are the friends in 12th grade right and uh, two of my very best friends growing up from elementary school on um passed away within about a year of each other.
0: A year of each other, yeah. Uh, in uh,
1: 2007 and 2008, we were in yeah. our mid-20s at that time. And we wanted to do something to remember those guys that that they would have appreciated. So, mm. you know, we didn't want it to be a bake sale. We wanted it to be something that they would have been <laughs> excited about. Right. And uh, came up with the idea of a music festival because we had been to a bunch of concerts with those guys and yeah. also festivals. And we had even talked um, in you know, when we were going to those events with them, we had talked about how Martinsville is a small town, and so, you know, we were probably never going to have an indoor venue that held concerts for 5,000 people, but why couldn't you have a festival in Martinsville, Henry County? Uh, because it's it's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. There's a lot of open um, farmland and pasture land, and when we were going to festivals that we'd never been to before, we had a joke that uh, you knew you were probably getting close about the time you thought you were lost. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so you know the point being, folks are uh, willing to drive into a more rural part of the country that they've never seen before if they're going to a festival. They're they're accustomed to that. True. True. Um, so we came up with that idea as a tribute, and uh, one friend who passed away, his name was Edwin Penn, and his nickname in high school was Brewster the Rooster mm. because he didn't have. Uh, the most natural dancing ability but (laughs) he he had discovered uh maybe senior year of high school that if he got out on the dance floor and strut around like a chicken the girls all thought it was hilarious and they would come out and dance with him okay and then our other friend was his given name was walker his name was walker shank yeah so we combined the nickname and the given name to make rooster walk Mm. um the from the get-go the purpose of the festival is to raise money for a scholarship fund in their memory at Martinsville high school. And, um, you know, the first year was probably only four or 500 people, but, uh, we did a lot better than we expected to financially. Yeah. Uh, and that was through the support of the community, uh, donations, uh, small level sponsorships from mom and pop businesses who wanted to see us succeed. Either they knew the families of the guys we were remembering or they really like the idea of uh, some some young kids trying to start a festival in the hometown. Right. And uh, so we were faced with a decision after the first festival. Um, do we take all the money and put it in the scholarship fund and then call it a day, never do the festival again? Uh, we had a great event and we raised some money for a scholarship. Or do we take a big chunk of it and put it in the scholarship fund, but hold enough back As kind of the seed money to do rooster walk number two. Mm. And that was the first time of many that we were wrestling with a difficult decision. And we wound up saying, well, what would Walker and Edwin want us to do? And when we thought of it that way, it was pretty clear. Well, they would want us to throw another party. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's what we did. And uh, it's just grown into something far bigger beautiful, I could have ever imagined, Uh, you know, from 400 people at the first uh, event to. Hoping for five or six thousand this year, uh, and it's turned into my, turned into a nonprofit. It's turned into my full-time job. Sure. I mean, you guys have raised like over two hundred thousand
0: dollars for regional charities, and uh, and and part, also, if I'm not wrong, like that part of the country has some of the lowest unemployment in the whole country. Am I right? Yeah, some of the highest. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah.
1: part of the part of the country that um, used to be really textile manufacturing based. Right. Uh, so a lot of factories and assembly lines making things ranging from furniture to, uh, uh, garments and apparel, sweatshirts, socks, t-shirts. Um, and you know, back in the early two thousands when NAFTA, um, had really kind of changed the, the profitability companies, large companies were able to move offshore and make the same products for much, much cheaper than they could make them in the U S. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Martinsville is one of those small towns where the entire base of the economy were textile type of businesses that all moved overseas. Absolutely. So, so when I graduated from high school, Martinsville's um, population, the city of Martinsville was 19,000. Uh, but they had a lot of factories that folks in Martinsville worked there, but also folks in the county outside of Martinsville worked there. Yeah. So in the span of uh, five years. Martinsville a, a city of 19,000 people lost 40,000 jobs. Wow. Yeah. Um now I will say I'm very proud of the hometown. It it has um in a lot of ways reinvented itself. Uh brought in new and different types of businesses so it's uh it's on the up for sure and it's doing a whole lot better than it was 15 20 years ago. Yeah. Um but that was a very difficult time uh in our community's history. Sure. Well, we're glad that you guys are, you know, creating a, a legacy there
0: and creating change. So so let's let's talk about this year's festival because the lineup is just absolutely phenomenal. Like, congratulations. It's wonderful. I mean, some friends of our show, like TK and the Holy Know Nothings, and some personal friends, like the Moon Taxi guys here in Nashville, I know they're very excited to go. Um, but but like Grace Potter, I don't know her personally, saw her perform a couple nights ago here at City Winery, and oh, my God, she's going to unbelievable. Who are you excited
1: about? There's something for everybody here. Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing for us is um, is you know no one festival can of every musical genre on the planet, but we like to think that um, regardless of what type of music you like the most, there are three or four or five bands that you're really going to like that kind of fit your profile of, of the type of music you you enjoy. Right. Um, we're really proud of the fact that it's it's legitimately very family friendly. Yeah. Like when you come to Rooster Walk this May, you'll see. You know, lots of folks our age and twenty-somethings, thirty-somethings, but you'll also see grandparents and toddlers and everything in between. And um, during the day, you know, all those young kids are running around, uh, playing with each other, and it's How like crazy birds and children. Yeah. But then around around you know dusk and nightfall, kids go to sleep, and the light show comes on, and the the types of bands that are playing after dark are much more of the lettuce and the moon taxi and the jam bands and the funk bands. So it's just a really great experience uh, from you know morning to, to nightfall where the evolution of the types of bands that are on stage kind of fit perfectly with the, with the natural flow of the day. You know, you got the singer songwriters and the jazz musicians, they're gonna be playing earlier. And by the time you get to 10 or 11 PM, that's when the party is full force.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, you've been so good with your time, Johnny, Johnny Buck. I mean, what a great guy you got to you got to hit the road, but uh, we really thanks for for your time. Tickets available at roosterwalk.com. Excited to be there Memorial day, man. It's going to be a party and uh, a great return to live stages like formally. And it's going to be a wonderful time. Thank you for your time, John. Thank you so much.
1: I would encourage folks roosterwalk.com. It's over 50 bands. Um, six stages on-site camping as well as hotel partner opportunities if you want to shuttle in and then for folks who are interested but uh maybe cash is tight uh we've still got some volunteer spots you can volunteer three shifts over the course of the four-day weekend a shift is only four hours so you you volunteer 12 hours of time and get a free ticket to the full weekend
0: there you go Johnny. appreciate you so much thank you
1: yes sir thank you
0: Stephanie Monroe, look at you! How are you? Oh my God, I love how energetic you are so early in the morning. You know?
2: <laughs> well, I'm a I, school teacher, so you have to be.
0: You have to. That's what I was gonna ask you. Are you always like this, up early in the morning? You yes. know? Okay. Yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I have
2: the annoying one that's like, "How are you this energetic in the morning?"
0: I love it. I love it. You always look cool because I've seen you at night. Now I see you early in the morning.
2: Yes. Listen.
0: <laughs> we, we should bottle you up and take you in a drink or something i love it
2: <laughs> well uh, i don't know about late at night but
0: <laughs> <laughs> how are you stephanie it's great seeing I'm, you.
2: I'm wonderful jamie i'm so happy to to be with you this morning and Same. yeah it's just it's been it's crazy how the universe connects people
0: i agree I agree with that, Stephanie. And of course, you know, you are uh, the head uh, of uh, one of the most uh, impressive and uh, special organizations and music festivals, and that's why you're here. Besides being a great p- person and a great friend, and uh, we're happy to have you on the show.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely, Stephanie. So, so you know, let's let's get straight to it. Obviously, you know, you are. Um, it's a it's a third annual Music for the Mind Festival that you had, and it takes place August nineteenth and twentieth in. Um, in Missouri, right? In, in like a late Wapapello or something like that? Yes, that
2: is correct. Okay. Um, so that is close to
0: St. Louis, right?
2: Actually, it is about three and a half, three hours um, south of St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 more on the side going towards Springfield.
0: Okay, but it's Between easily
2: Springfield and St. Louis.
0: Yeah, so it's easily accessible for everyone that's like in this part of the country, in the South, and all that. So
2: yes. it's
0: great. I mean, the lineup is great. Last night we were with, uh, with Lady Couch because they were playing at the Brooklyn Bowl here yes. in Nashville, and Taylor they're very excited. Okay.
2: Yeah, I bet it was a great show. I'm jealous I couldn't be there.
0: They're very excited. They're going to be playing. And of course, our, our mutual friend, Maggie Rose, is going to be playing uh, just a lot of great bands. But let's first start about the location, Steph. Talk to us about the location. We have a lot to get to. We're going to get to the festival and like the organization and all that stuff. But let's start with the talent and, okay. and, the, and the lake, the, the location.
2: OK, the, la- the it's at Lake Wappapillo and okay. it's right off of Highway 60. Yeah. And it's a very quaint <laughs> Uh, primitive i would say location but it's so unique everyone that comes to the venue uh, loves the southern hospitality field that we have uh, there's cabins there's rv spots there's a swimming pool there's mini golf um, the stage is covered as well as the venue okay oh, cool. uh, so if there's rain it doesn't it doesn't stop our show um, Love it. we just hope that there's no lightning um, There's a little general store and the lake is literally within five minutes. Right,
0: right, right. Of course. Um, Let's talk about the lineup for a second, obviously, Stephanie. Like, what's the criteria? Obviously, like the people that we know that are playing are great humans, great talents, but like how do you like decide who's gonna play? I I feel like there's like a criteria that you go to.
2: There is. Um, it's very important to me um, as an art teacher. I think that just having the artist background that I get artists that um, generally come up with their own, their original. um, They have compassion for human beings and mental health and um, just an overall general um, artistry about them. Um, I do have a lot of local bands that I want to include because I like to support my locals as well. But um, there's not a whole lot that come up with their own originals. So that's definitely criteria, so.
0: I love it. I love it, Stephanie, yeah. and, uh, you know, I want to get to, like, why you started this in a hot second, but let me talk to you about your passion for music, okay. you know, b- because you, you're just, like, a little rock star. You're an art teacher. You just <laughs> imbued everything that's cool about music. I don't know. I feel like you, you would fit into any era. H- how did you fall in love with music? Like, did you go come from a musical family? Like, h- how do you come, you know?
2: Um. I grew up listening to music. My uncle actually played bass, but um as a child from birth, my father and mother had a sound system with an eight track and a record player that played throughout my home. Yeah. And we didn't watch a whole lot of TV. We listened to a lot of records and um, it's just embedded in my soul. Unfortunately, I don't play anything, but I love to sing in the shower.
0: And that counts <laughs> in the car. Don't forget the car.
2: Yeah. And the car. <laughs> um, but I... I'm I'm kind of a music nerd. I know a lot of random things about when albums were made, and it's just always been very intriguing to me. And, I love uh,
0: it. You're a musical soul.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So what albums, like, shaped you? Like, do you have, like, memories of, like, a couple records that you just wouldn't stop playing?
2: Um, well, and I think that's an interesting question because that probably explains why I have such a mixed genre in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I am a music lover of all genres. Yeah. Um, the Temptations. Cool. Was played a lot um, throughout my home. Stevie Wonder was played a lot. Um, then I would go to like Three Dog Night, Janice Joplin, mm-hmm. and then you would get into like the pop era of, you know, Janet Jackson. And I don't know necessarily that they molded me, but the genres definitely did
0: so yeah yeah what about what about life Stephanie because you know I saw a show with you in St. Louis uh you know and, and you're you're making a production of a great live show so you know what life what good life music is all about yes. what what live shows have you seen or did you see in your life that like really just like made your heart sing forever oh
2: my goodness um I think going to live shows was a uh, a second full-time job for me in college (laughs) and outside of college. I still love to go. Um, I would say Paul McCartney. Mm. Um, I think I cried three or four times during that show. Uh, he was 72 when I saw him never left the stage. He was absolutely everything that I wanted him to be. So good. Um, Eric Clapton, I saw him with a 25 piece orchestra in Memphis. That was an instrumental show for me, literally. Um, And probably the Rolling Stones and Tedeschi Trucks. Those are probably my top, top goers, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Love to hear that, Steph. And, you know, what makes this festival so special, you know, and and I think what makes it really unique and why everybody has it in their heart and in their soul is because, uh, you know, it has a special place for mental health and it has a special place in your life. So, I mean, let's start here with just like the mental health aspect a little bit, like, were you always into because I know now it's like everyone talks about it in 2022, but it wasn't always the case.
2: And thank goodness they're talking. I mean, this is this is huge that that talking is half the battle of breaking the stigma. Um, Mental health really wasn't. I always have been involved in self-care. I've always thought that that was important. But it wasn't until I lost my late husband and several family members within 15 months in 2018 that mental health was at the forefront of the importance. Everything just kind of halted in my life. And um, without the guidance of some really good friends that have experience in mental health and my therapist, I mean, the coping skills that I have in my toolbox are just, I depend on them a lot still to this day, everyone does. And it's important that everyone has those tools.
0: Yeah, yeah, Stephanie, you know, and I was talking to someone the other day about a book called uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And uh, he's a Holocaust survivor and the way he found meaning under the most dire circumstances, the way you like rewired your brain, basically. Uh, how did you, like, what was, you know, what, how did you, how were you able to find meaning you know when you were like in, in those really dark places Steph and, and create light out of it
2: yes absolutely that's a that's a great question um i have a community surrounding community that's just absolutely phenomenal and giving and caring and when there's a crisis or something traumatic that happens they rally around everyone involved in that and Um, during those dark times, I have two young boys that, you know, um, depend on their mom and it's hard to cope and still be a good mother. And, um, instead of, I I really needed a way to find, to pay back to the community, all the love that they had given to me. And I feel like it was just a process of my grieving Mm. and instead of, uh, coping with other things. I, when I wouldn't sleep at night, I would brainstorm on ideas, how can I pay back, what can I do, Um, I don't like owing anyone anything, and not that anyone expected anything, but that's just kind of the nature of me, and as I went through this process, um, it occurred to me, uh, my late husband was a musician, and it was very important to me to keep his legacy alive for our sons. Yeah. And, and, and I also realized just how much mental health was helping me heal and cope. And music for the mind just came to me probably around two o'clock in the morning and I started sketching a logo and just coming up with a mission and giving mission. myself a goal as to what I wanted to do with it.
0: Such a beautiful thing. I love that he just came to you like you're talking about Paul McCartney. Some of his songs came at 3 a.m. in like 30 seconds. That's how I feel it came. This came to you. Yeah. You're an artist. You're an artist. You know. (laughs) Yeah, you are.
2: Well, thank you. Um, It's it has been very you know, we started as a T-shirt sale and then I had my very first show. I wouldn't call it a festival because it was just one night the first year during 2020 um, when everything was locked down. And it's just grown, and it's been beautiful. It's, it's definitely grassroots, and I'm excited to see where it goes.
0: I love it. I love it, Stephanie. And, you know, you, you've done so much research. You've become an expert in the area, really. You know, what advice can you give us, really, about, like, everyday stuff? Like, let's say someone is having a shitty Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. A, a shitty day. You know, something's going on with their life. Like, they're not in a good state. What are stuff that you've learned that, like, you can just kind of, like, get from your toolbox to just kind of, like, snap out of the mental health?
2: Well, even though I'm not a li- a licensed practicing a practicing therapist, um, for my toolbox, for me, when I'm overwhelmed, I have to set personal boundaries. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I have learned to say, no, mm. I, I can't do this. I've got to take time for myself. Whether it's going and exercising, whether it's doing morning meditations to set my tone for the day, which yeah. I practice very much, um, or yoga, um, And sometimes it's just as simple as affirmations or just resting and being in silence and reflecting. Um, A lot of times those tools help me get through whatever I'm working with. And I've allowed myself to feel the emotions. I've allowed myself to cry, give myself that time to grieve, or give myself that time to be angry and know that that's okay. But to tell myself, okay, you've allowed yourself to feel this let's pick ourselves back up and let's carry on.
0: Yeah. You said a lot of great things there, Stephanie. And I just want to like, just break down a few because like, they're really like each, each you could do like an hour about like affirmations, like what you focus on is what you feel. Yeah. Okay. So like the way, if you say it out loud, it rewires your brain, it rewires your state. So just Stephanie's recommending that for sure. Also, exercise you know you talked on it you know emotion emotion equals emotion so definitely you're seeing a lot of great stuff there so just want to like emphasize but uh yeah. stephanie i mean look you 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 have such a busy day ahead and like you're like an entrepreneur an art teacher and you're building this great event and we're just so honored that, that you came on the show and this uh this great festival musicforthemind.co for, for tickets and uh, they're actually really affordable which is great
2: yes
0: and it's probably intimate right it's kind of like an intimate environment it is,
2: it is very intimate um, we don't have a whole lot of um, we haven't had a whole lot of spectators or concert goers like i said we're growing i'm in hopes to have more but it is you know it is a very intimate show and it is a mix of genre and it does it definitely has a southern charm and everybody's friendly and kind and it it's just a good good vibe and yes affordable
0: Absolutely. I mean, family friendly and you can see people like Cedar Hill, our friend Maggie Rose, Lady Couch, just a great, great, great lineup and you can support a great cause and obviously a great human like yourself, Stephanie. So, Uh, Same to you. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Yeah, same. I appreciate you so much.
0: Absolutely. Connect soon.
2: Okay. Have a
1: good one. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.